Take a look behind the curtain with a real whistleblower and American patriot. Prepare to embrace the uncomfortable truth because this program has no time for comforting lies. Here is civil liberties enthusiast, Second Amendment defender, and recovering FBI agent, Kyle Serafin. Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the Kyle Serafin Show. Today is Tuesday. It's February the 6th, and it must be about 9.30 Eastern Time, 8.30 here in Texas, America, because we are rolling live right now on rumble.com slash Kyle Serafin, and we are going to be bringing you a pretty interesting show. I think we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. I'm calling it priorities because it seems like the folks in power, their priorities are not lining up with yours, and it is not looking good for them in this electoral season. That doesn't mean that we're going to have a fair election, and it doesn't mean that anything is going to change, but it does mean that they're at least hearing it loud and clear. We're going to talk about a whole bunch of that stuff. Before we actually get started too far today, I wanted to start with a couple things. Number one, yesterday was my grandmother's birthday. That's my great My kid's great-grandmother, she's 94 years old. She had a blessing on Sunday. She had her birthday yesterday. She still sings. She still goes to church. She's mostly doing things on her own, even though she has a a memory that's not fantastic anymore. And she's a wonderful lady. So a happy birthday to to my grandmother. And then secondly, I I was made me think about the fact that I am ever so grateful for all of you who have joined our chat, who have made this a job that I can actually do. I got to play with my kids in the backyard yesterday, and we were driving around, and what what occurred to me is this. Every morning I get up before 6 a.m. It used to be that I woke up b- before 6 a.m. because I was concerned that the FBI was going to kick through my door. And they didn't have a reason to kick through my door. I haven't done anything that would justify it. But we don't live in a place where a lot of fairness is going on. So I had that kind of concern. And because of the purpose that so many of you have given me to get up every morning and prepare for this show and to meet you all here on Rumble and on X and on uh, YouTube and the various places that we see you, I'm just looking over to see where the numbers are. And there's folks on all those different platforms. Because of all of you, I'm really grateful. I have a purpose in the morning that's uh, more than just panic. And so I just wanted to say a big sincere thank you. It's why we do this show. And for all of you out there that have joined our chat, uh, I know there's a bunch of you guys that are... um, enjoying each other's company as well. And so that's that's kind of an amazing thing that has happened with this show. Very special to me, uh, especially the fact that you guys get together and do this Twitter space. A little shout out to uh, Being Canceled. If you haven't joined the Twitter space, you guys can join Twitter or X, whatever they're calling it right now, and do a, uh, they have a Sunday night space where there's some really intelligent conversation going on. Our audience is excellent and, and clearly, clearly um, has a, a really strong concern what goes on in this country. Your priorities are correct. Uh, It turns out that our leaders are not. But that being said, um, today's podcast is brought to you by Catholic Vote. I'm going to throw them on the screen real quickly, and then I'm just going to show. Look, that's Catholic Vote. You guys know how to get there. It's catholicvote.org. Get the loop. Here's here's the plug for today's loop. The, The Catholic Vote loop is the basis for almost all the stories that I found this morning. I either found them independently and then they were in the loop or I found them in the loop and then I went and we're going to cover them. And uh, and before we get even rolling any further, I've seen it in the chat already and I saw it. Uh, a couple of my buddies called it out. Just a, a condolences to the family of Toby Keith, died at 62 years old yesterday from a pretty awful form of cancer. And um, I had a strange little connection uh, that I crossed paths with his family when I was living in Oklahoma. I went to school in Oklahoma and I was a DJ. Yes, I had another job that my buddies didn't know about. I was a DJ for like a year and I would do birthday parties and bowling alleys and stuff like that. You can imagine I know how to talk on a microphone and I can play some music. And uh, and his daughter was at the dance and came up and said, uh, my dad, you know, can you play my dad's song? And, and we did. Um, and I was a little incensed at the moment because I thought that was kind of selfish. But you know what? Loving what your dad does is actually not selfish at all. That was a y- much younger version of myself kind of feeling that and looking back on it. Um, how lucky for him to have spent like just a wonderful life, I think, and and really sad for his passing at 62. Too early. All right. Let's um let's get into it, shall we? Let's get into it right away. Like I said, we just we said thanks to our first first folks. This is today's opening story. It's something that many of you, many of you have not heard. We had the Supreme Court rule against affirmative action quite recently and said that they cannot discriminate, they cannot look into race when it comes to the way that they do admissions, except apparently at West Point, one of our most prestigious institutions, one of our uh, oldest military colleges and the, uh, the American military Academy at West Point apparently can continue 
to look into race. So I've got two different little coverages here. It's worth you guys looking at both of them. Let's consider what the enemy, the New York Times, as Andrew Clavin calls it, a former newspaper has to say. And we'll also consider the Washington Post, two leftist sources. Uh, once again, it's about the phrasing, is it not? It's always about the way that they phrase it. The Supreme Court won't block use of race in West Point admissions for now. So what they've done is they've they've rejected an emergency request to temporarily bar the military academy from using race, which means that we're going to have another admission season, most likely, that, that also considers race. That's the issue. And uh, the court has rejected this thing. They were going to – the hope was is that they would have an injunction. That's what this group was trying to do. The Supreme Court declined on Friday to temporarily block race-conscious admissions – at the U.S. Military Academy at West Point, clearing the way for the school to continue considering race, you know, in just absolute antithetical fashion. It's priorities here, folks. The priorities are race. I'll just tell you what they are. Race, January 6th, and abortion seems to be the leading pieces here. It's this old school garbage identity politics. It doesn't work in the favor of the country, but, you know, in the short term, I guess they're winning. The court uh, rejected the order for emergency relief from a group that was called Students for Fair Admissions. It's a conservative group. Yeah, of course, they're a conservative group. How about they're just for fair admissions? That seems like something we should all want. That has repeatedly challenged affirmative action cases in college admissions. So the lawsuit will move forward. The justices will get a chance to act on it, uh, but it won't be able to do it before they stop the application process. This was the goal. The application stopped January 31st. So they were trying to, to get this thing um, pushed through and it didn't make it. Uh, the court order said that the record was underdeveloped and that the court's denial should not be construed as expressing any view on the merits of the constitutionality of this particular question. They successfully challenged the race-based admissions in Harvard and at the University of North Carolina. They're just going around the country and kind of challenging these things. It was very interesting to me. This is the Washington Post, which I also put on the screen here, saying the group alleges that the admission program at West Point, which takes race into account, among other factors, in the selection of future Army officers is unconstitutional and unneeded for a military service that relies on soldiers following order, regardless of skin color of the superiors who issue them. I mean, isn't that isn't that the point? Isn't that the point of this country that we're actually supposed to look beyond that meritocracy, particularly in the military, particularly at West Point? And you can say what you want about military officers, and I can, and I will, and I have. But overwhelmingly, the men and women that choose to be officers in our military still come from very good stock. They come from good places of heart. They are young. They are motivated with almost, you know, with almost no exceptions. I experienced at least excellent heart and attempts at character. You know, they're young. They're still young. I mean, young officers. There's, there's a reason why uh, when you're doing a land nav <laughs> there's a, there's an old adage you can't spell lost without the lt because having a first or a second lieutenant running a land nav organization or operation is basically going to guarantee bad map reading and terrible decision making in the field but that's how they learn that's why we do it that's why you train to become better so that when they go out there into the world that they are less likely to get lost in theater and they're not going to get somebody in bad shape it's just a sad state of affairs that we're going to prioritize this stuff. One of the things that I actually think is really great is West Point has this thing called the pillow fight, which I actually got into an argument, one of the last arguments I had with my wife's uncle before he passed. And uh, he was really mad that these guys were like putting bricks and they put all kinds of heavy items in these pillowcases. And then they just beat the living crap out of each other. They put on helmets and they go down, I guess, into a cafeteria. And anybody who's in West Point, you guys, or who's been to West Point, you guys can tell me more. But uh, apparently they just beat the crap out of each other and they hospitalize a number of people. Like, yes. I want to see warriors at 20 and 21 and 22 years old. That's the whole point. You're trying to get people that are combatants. We're not trying to, to have people that are going to be mid-level managers in some bureaucratic process. Like the business of the United States military is to export hurting of feelings and breaking things overseas. That's its entire point. And if we don't remember that, then we're going to end up with this like weird social experiment and the stupidity, which says whether or not you're going to be a better officer because of the skin color which is totally irrelevant. One of the best officers I ever had was an Asian uh, American guy. Um, awesome. Just an awesome lieutenant colonel who just stood out in the cold and, and, and pulled guard on our gear so that we could stand inside for a few minutes. Of course, nobody went inside. But just the gesture of it, like that's the kind of thing that you expect to see. And, and a lieutenant colonel nonetheless. So an 05 standing outside in the cold with us. And he wasn't wearing any kind of gloves and he didn't have a jacket on. He was just wearing his blues, actually, of all things. And just stood outside the chow hall with a bunch of us that were standing there in sweatpants, just shivering together. And he just, you know, cut it up and talk shop. 
That's the kind of people that we want to see. It's totally irrelevant what the shape of your face or your ethnic background is. It shouldn't, shouldn't even matter. Unfortunately, when they do this, the goal is not just selecting based on race. It's also trying to make the cadets undermine each other because they're going to look at each other and think, man, did you have the same qualifications that I did? Did you get in here on merit? Did you get in here on skin color? And the worst thing, I think, uh, the worst thing about all this is that it devalues those who otherwise would have made it anyway. Think about this. It actually cheapens the admission process of those that were that were of the standard because everybody looks at it. I, I think it's the most racist thing you can do is to bring in people that don't meet the standard and therefore you cheapen those who did of all of all varieties. It makes me sick, but it is a priority. And that's why uh, you probably saw on the thumbnail, live by the, uh, you know, live by the clown nose, you die by the clown nose. It doesn't work out well in the end. It doesn't work out well for the country. It doesn't work out well for those involved. And mostly the ones that we look at, it's the decision makers. And we're disgusted by them because they have done something that is fundamentally un-American to people who are serving this country that have signed up at a young age, not even knowing what America is. I promise you, there is no 20, 21, 22-year-old young man or woman that really knows what this country is about. They haven't had enough time on the planet. They just don't know. But the idea is, is that they understand that the that other people have always valued it and they step in line to be part of that long lineage of people that have valued it themselves. Makes me sick. It really does. It makes me so sad for those. And it makes me sad for those that are involved that have to put up with this because it is undermining what we think about the uniform, which has always held respect in this country. I'm just going to let it sit there for a second. Oh, it, it continues to go on, but the and, and as I mentioned, we're, it's the top, it's the old, it's the geriocracy that we've talked about on this show a number of times, the people that are just old and they have no skin in the game anymore. Some of them have no skin at all. They're basically just bones with a with a, uh, like this loose drum skin that's no longer holding up. One of those is a guy named Mitch McConnell. That's not going to shock you guys. Mitch McConnell is... Uh, is deciding to change his tune. We're going to talk about that in just one second. First, I want to talk about our, our newest sponsor for this month, which I'm very excited about. This is the opposite of the weakness. This is a story of self-reliance. Guys, go to Contingency Medical. Again, it's contingencymedical.com. Pretty easy. This is my Contingency Medical pack. What you're seeing on the screen over there is a copy of this, which comes with it. It's an outstanding option to be able to buy your your antibiotics and some of the common ailments you might have as you travel or as you just live in life. If you're looking to survive in a place where you don't have easy access to, to medical care, you can bring the pharmacy to you. So when you're feeling crappy, which all of us get at some point in time, um, the O'Boyle family is going through it right now pretty hard. When you are feeling lousy, what you want is not to worry about whether or not you can make it to the doctor and set up either an ER appointment or get in with your physician or whatever it may be. Go to contingencymedical.com, promo code Kyle. This book is outstanding, by the way. And you guys may know, like I said, I've been a paramedic for over a decade. Um, I used to conduct sick calls and I did that for the for the FBI's dive team. This thing just has all the common ailments that it's willing to treat and, and more, but it goes after animal bites, cellulitis, diarrhea, motion sickness, otitis, that's your ear infections, right? Uh, respiratory tract infections. There's uh, there's dosages for urinary tract infections, which uh, touch women more, strep throat, traveler's diarrhea, vomiting, et cetera. All that stuff is such a burden if you are on the road and going somewhere, or if you're on a backpacking trip or surviving, you're going across the country. It doesn't matter whether it's for work or for pleasure. Nothing takes the fun out of travel more than being sick. And you guys can carry your little pack with you and start your dosage right away. There's azithromycin. There's amoxicillin in there. Okay. There's uh, there's Zofran, like, which is a miracle drug and can bring you back from the dead if you feel like you're going to throw up. Amazing stuff. Check them out. Check out contingencymedical.com. Again, contingencymedical.com. The promo code is Kyle. You're hedging against, uh, you know, the possibility of it coming at you. Now, let's let's get into this story about Mitch McConnell changing his stripes. You got to love it. You can't help but uh, wonder if he's just he's just transparent at this point. Maybe that's because he has no more collagen in his skin. This story coming directly from the Catholic Vote Loop, and it was the uh, the lead article for the Loop today. McConnell recommends a no vote on the border bill after conservatives blast it. Oh, interesting. What we talked about yesterday was. The fact that this bill is garbage, never mind the fact that it's giving us more money to pay out to Ukraine, $60 billion for the defense of Ukraine. And just for the for the people who are wondering, like $60 billion sounds like an awful lot of money. Yeah, $53 billion is what we pay for our Marine Corps. So we're actually throwing more money to Ukraine than we do to fund our, our most aggressive and lean fighting force, not the Army. 
It's the Marine Corps. I love me some Marines. Uh, I served with a number of prior service Marines who decided once they got old enough, they wanted to live in nicer barracks and they stayed in the Air Force. Uh, and they were always, almost without a, without exception, were studs. So here we go. Senate, uh, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, Republican from Kentucky, is reportedly recommending that Republicans block the chamber's controversial border bill. Oh, now it's controversial. After numerous Republicans in both the House and the Senate have vowed to kill it, he doesn't want to have that death of recommending the wrong side. McConnell cited the overwhelming number of Senate Republicans planning to vote against the measure on either substance or because they wanted more time. According to Punchbowl News, this is Breitbart reporting. Of course, Catholic Vote is quoting them. A longtime or the longtime Republican leader has spoken in favor of the deal previously, didn't express any personal hesitations about the legislation with his colleagues, uh, but then he said the political mood has shifted. It tells you everything you need to know. These people are not men of principle. Mitch McConnell, a political animal who you guys have called the turtle in the chat. I think that's they've also called him glitch and freeze or frozen. <laughs> we could call him Elsa if you're like what my kids like to watch. Uh, very interesting. This was a, uh, a discussion between James Langford. Now, you guys remember I played the clip of James Langford the other day, and he was saying it absolutely doesn't do all the things that it says it does. It absolutely does do it. And James Langford, I've seen a couple of people calling for this on social media. I would love to see some bigger political talking heads talk about this. This guy's career should be over on this. $118 billion in the bill. The negotiations were between Chris Murphy, Democrat of Connecticut, who's absolutely the worst, and Kristen Cinema, who is now an independent but still a Democrat from Arizona, and this guy, Langford, who's out of Oklahoma. Another Oklahoma reference for the day. What on earth, people? What on earth are we doing? Let's get some of these scumbags out of there. They're willing to lie to your face on Fox News. They're willing to do uh, they're willing to do basically every single thing that they say that they won't do as long as you're not paying attention. And cinema has got this big social media push right now. They've launched an entire uh, website to try to get the truth on it. And they're like, oh, it doesn't do what it says it does. It's just even though you can read the plain text, either she hasn't read the bill or she's openly lying to you. It's disgusting. And I don't want to see it. Now, we got a little clip from uh, from Chuck Schumer. And I've got one from Kaylee McEnany. You start with Kaylee because that will make you less sick. Then we'll do the Chuck Schumer one. And then uh, you'll get my response on that. So here's Kaylee talking about some of the just the audacity of this particular this particular legislation that they're trying to pass. Imagine you're a single mom in this country. You're working two jobs. You barely have time to see your children. You are desperately trying to afford diapers, to afford formula. As Harvard Public Health Magazine says, one in two families have trouble affording diapers. And many of these women, single mothers, fall into this category where they do not qualify for federal benefits, but yet they're struggling to achieve the American dream, to buy a house, to afford for their family. And you look over, oh, wait, if I cross the border illegally, Mayor Eric Adams is going to give me a credit card? Give me a break. What an insult to every single hardworking mother in this country, especially those who can't afford to buy diapers for their child. That seems like a pretty simple take. She's actually talking about something even worse. The fact that in addition to try to bring in 5,000 people a day, and by the way, they've tried to actually define the word so that it doesn't include the adjacent nations to us. Go figure about that one. They're actually trying to downplay the people that will actually be considered as illegal aliens. That's part one. And then secondarily, you've got Mayor Adams, who we showed you getting out of a garbage truck the other day, who's into uh, political theater like anybody else. He actually has this new policy where they want to give out $1,000 a day on these prepaid or $1,000 a month, rather, on these prepaid credit cards that will get refilled that the city of New York will pay for. So come to New York illegally, uh, get a job illegally, work around in the area and be able to collect money. And by the way, the government will subsidize you. It is a slap in the face to the working poor in this country. And always it's always like this. It always turns out that the people who are hardest hit by those who will come in and work for less without government subsidies, but with government subsidies, it's even more atrocious. The people that will come in and work for less money, they are always going to be the most hated by the working poor. That's who they're pulling things from. That's who actually is the most direct um, affected by these bad policies. Imagine if you're working a low-wage job and someone's willing to come in and undercut you because they've got a $1,000 a month subsidy from the city you live in. There's a reason why the Irish, who used to work for cheaper than slave labor, right, in the pre-Civil War era, they despised blacks, not because they hated them for their skin color. They hated them because they were economic competition and they had the possibility, if you freed them, that they would now be in direct competition for crappy jobs, which was the only jobs that they could get. It's actually so simple. 
a lot of the hatred and the bigotry and the and the animosity that happened in early America, especially right around that Civil War and that post-Civil War era, was because poor people were now subjected to something that they were not used to, competition for the lowest wage. And it actually ratchets down and only benefits the people that have a lot of money and have a lot of power. So that's pretty gross. Uh, on top of that, we've got Chuck Schumer, who just cannot believe, he just can't believe that the Republicans have changed their tune. I mean, it's bipartisan. He got everything he wanted. It's bipartisan. Of course it is. Trash. Here we go. Ready? Chuck Schumer, hold your breath. I'll also, I'll just warn you before we get on there. Uh, it's Mika Brzezinski, who is the best. Look how pleased Mika is with her own questions. There's nothing worse than that. This is MSNBC. You've said that you worked very closely with Leader McConnell on this. This bill, now that we see what's in it, seems to be as bipartisan as it gets. Why wouldn't this, why wouldn't both sides really want this to go through? Well, it's a great question, Mika. Look, it took a long time, four months of arduous negotiations. They fell off the tracks a whole bunch of times. I had to be on the phone even at midnight saying, we've got to keep going. Why? We're at a turning point in America. This bill is crucial, and history will look back on it and say, did America fail itself? Why is it crucial? Well, if we don't aid uh, Ukraine, Putin will be walk all over Ukraine. We will lose the war, and we could be fighting in Eastern Europe in a NATO ally in a few years. Americans won't like that. Okay, did you catch that? So it's really crucial that we pass this bill and we give a bunch of money, or else Americans are going to go over to Europe and have to fight Russia. It almost sounds like our friend Remy's take. Uh, Chuck Schumer might be doing the next version of this song, which we love. People need kidneys, it's sad but decreed, yet this senator's hoarding one more than she needs. I offer this bill and I hope you'll vote aye, unless of course you just want people to die. Traffic deaths have many crying with fear, over 30,000 people are dying each year. This modest change I propose must be applied, unless of course you just want people to die. Alcohol deaths are exceeding comparisons, black people, white people, Native Americans. We need to ban alcohol, it can't be denied, unless of course you just want People to die. Crossing the street is incredibly tough. People look left and right, but rarely look up. <laughs> Remy's got it. Listen, we need to pass this border bill and give $60 billion to Ukraine, which is not us. More money than we give to our Marine Corps. And we need to make sure that we let 5,000 aliens come in a day because... <sighs> Do you want people to die? Can you hear the almost hyperventilation also? Like I just told you, if you watch that clip again, if you guys watch it and rewind later, you'll see. He says, that's a great question, Mika. And she's like... She's so excited with herself for asking a good question. Just the lowest tier capability uh, over at MSNBC. Morning Joe is absolutely a disaster. It's so gross. The fact that they let that woman on. And uh, we did it. I think we did an entire thumbnail one time showing her doing like this weird uh, dance. She had her like leg up in the air. She was doing some kind of Armenian tango or whatever it was. Or what do you call it? Argentinian tango. Anyway, let's finish this bill off. Uh, Speaker Mike Johnson has already gone on record saying... And thankfully so. Uh, what did he say? Very straightforward. I've seen enough. This bill is even worse than expected. It won't come close to ending the border catastrophe that the president has created. And as the lead Democrat negotiator proclaimed, under this legislation, the border never closes. If this bill reaches the House, it's going to be dead on arrival. This is the right answer. Thankfully... I don't always agree, but when someone does the right thing, we should always call them out for that. So make sure you are letting your representatives know that you do not want them supporting this. If it even happens to pass the Senate, you can also call your senators and let them know that as well. It's just it's just gross. It's gross that they are so willing to throw our money away and to uh, to disrespect all of us because the priorities of these people are not the priorities of the American people. Even if you were to go and talk to compassionate leftists. Leftists, not not liberals, not our folks that we could actually even probably have a conversation with that are on the political left of center and too far maybe to the left. I'm talking about the people on the far left. Even they shouldn't want this stuff because it results in something awful for the people that they theoretically lionize. It makes no sense. You can't back this stuff up. You really can't. Uh, I hope you guys appreciate a little people will die because that's always fun. Now, priorities. We've got a guy who is losing it in office. Do we not? He's just falling apart. And in addition to falling apart, <laughs> he's now talking to dead people. Yeah, that's right. So Fox News reporting, you guys may have already seen this clip, but we're going to play you the video of, of Joe Biden confused. And he says that uh, he spoke with Mitterrand, who was the former president of France, a man who died when I was in high school. Yeah. 
So that's an interesting conversation. I, I mean, I'll, Joe Biden's never been a liar. Isn't that right? Like Joe Biden always tells us the truth. Is it possible that he's so old at this point that he's now seeing and having conversations with with dead people, with dead leaders? It's possible. We can't rule it out. Let's play this confusion. Let you guys get a little taste of it. You can see what he's all about. Um, of course, of course, the most important thing is he's letting you know his priorities because he's bringing this up. Not because he's talking about how much he loves dead people or his faith, that there's an afterlife or anything along those lines. What he's talking about is January 6th was really, really bad, okay? And that's what he's going to try to campaign on. And by campaign, I mean hide in his basement and not talk to people except the dead people that are in his head. Here we go. You know, I, right, right, right after I was elected, I went to a, what they call a G7 meeting, home the NATO leaders. And I was in, was in South and I sat down and I said, America's back. And Mitterrand from Germany, I mean from France, looked at me and said, uh, said, you know, why, why, how, how long are you back? <laughs> and I looked at him and the, and the Chancellor of Germany said, what would you say, Mr. President? Picked up the paper tomorrow in the London Times. The London Times said, a thousand people break through the House of Commons, break down the doors, two bobbies are killed in order to stop the election of the Prime Minister. What would you say? I never thought about the Prime What would we say if that happened in another democracy around the world? And the whole world watched. The whole world watched. And what's going on? Well, guess what? It's not going to happen. You know what's going to happen if he loses. He's going to lose. You know. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You know what's going to happen if he loses. Um, he's going to lose. Did he just completely get off the rails? He was out there speaking at a campaign event in Las Vegas. This is what he did. This was on February fourth, so just two days ago. Um, confusion would be the right way to talk about that. A man who's just bumbling his way through semi-reality. Somebody said uh, he had called out a, a dead lady, a labor organizer, not too long ago as well. We remember that. So, uh, you know, the man is slipping. Nothing against people who are old or slipping. I have dealt with and treated dementia patients. I have a ton of compassion and sympathy. You don't hear about that a lot from me, but I do. I really have. I've seen people just decline. There is nothing sadder than watching the mind get away. And then the other thing is, is that the the rage and the confusion, it it's natural. It, it comes from fear. Do we really want a fearful, doddering man who's yelling intermittently and can talk to dead people and doesn't know what's happening anymore? Like, I can't I can't buy it. It's the reason why so many of us have an issue with the 2020 election. I had somebody say, is this going to mean that when they figure this out, that that they'll reinstall Donald Trump? No, that's not what happens. We're going to have to wait till the end of this year. See how it goes. But this man is not fit for office. Even just looking at there, I mean, his own party should be ashamed of what they're doing and running him. It's it's totally bizarre. Uh, so he recounted this story. Again, apparently, this actually came when he was talking to Macron, but he's just started mixing names because he doesn't know who's who. I love the America's back bitch uh, sort of piece of this. America's back because Biden's in charge, really? Does anyone feel that way? Meanwhile, we've opened up a war in Ukraine. We've opened up a war again in the Middle East. We're looking at probably an invasion of Taiwan under his watch, which I have some pretty good authority that have been telling me that if it's going to happen, it'll happen in the next couple months, which is not great. That's not good for us. You know, as my buddy said, I hate fighting in the winter, so I guess there's that. But yikes. This guy has basically opened America's vulnerabilities up in total. Everywhere. And meanwhile, he's talking about January 6th. So I've got a little video about January 6th. You guys remember the uh, the fake January 6th commission? It's Benny Thompson. We, we actually talked about Benny Thompson the other day when we were discussing the letter that he wrote, basically demanding that the TSA start watch listing anybody that flew into the capital region. This is the story we covered with uh, Sonia Labosco a number of times. It's what the Federal Air Marshals National Council has been really big on talking about, right? The, the issue, this is the, the, the quad S's. You guys can go back and look at um, Uncover DC if you want to read any of the coverage there. And Wendy Mahoney did a great job of breaking down that piece. But essentially, this 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 guy who was in charge of the Homeland Security Committee at that time, Benny Thompson, apparently he doesn't know what happened on January 6th. You know, the single most important thing that could have happened on January 6th, dropping explosive devices, the potential assassination of their future dear leader, Cackles Kamala. 
And this is a very, very telling exchange. This is Thomas Massey. Again, just hopefully he stays like this. Dog with a bone running after whatever in the hell is going on in uh, Representative Thompson's mind. This is coming from C-SPAN. So it's not exactly sexy footage, but let's play it anyway. I want you guys to hear just how out to lunch the people that conducted the sham hearings for January 6th going back. Here we go. Who was who is responsible on January 6th, who was responsible for the health and well-being of the incoming vice president? Of the incoming? incoming? This would be Senator Kamala Harris at the time. She was under the protection of them. Well, was, obviously, Secret Service. Correct, the Secret Service. So um, where, where was she on January 6th while all this was going on over at the Capitol? I don't know. Do you know there were pipe bombs allegedly present on January 6th? I know there were two pipe bombs, one at the Democratic uh, headquarters and one at the Republican. So you're in charge of the entire investigation of what happened on January 6th and what led up to January 6th, and you don't know that the vice president was in the D, the incoming vice president was in the DNC when that pipe bomb was sitting there. Dude. I, I, I don't, you know, we did not, our investigation was looking at the facts and circumstances. Uh, we knew that there were pipe bombs. Uh, we just, I'm sure the evidence will say she was wherever she is, but, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get to your point. Okay. Well, my point is, if this bomb had gone off just a few feet from her, this could have been the worst assassination since JFK. Um, and I looked at your January 6th report, and I don't, I mean, can you tell me what you wrote about this pipe bomb and the fact that she was almost blown up that day? The gentleman, you uh, Not right now. No, I, I'm just, it's in the report in terms of the submission. It's not in the 850-page document. So you guys did, your, your committee did investigate the pipe bomb or did not no, investigate we, the pipe bomb? Well, I'm trying to figure out, we're not a criminal investigation. Uh, we are, you know, we, we were an oversight body. I won't subject you to any more of that, but if you're if you're watching on our Rumble channel, which is where you need to go see this, or you can find it on social media, Thomas Massey tweeted this out as well. He's talking with his hands an awful lot, trying to explain something that he just can't get. Look, we're not a criminal investigation. We're just doing the narrative. We're just trying to go out there and sell a story. That's nonsense. You didn't know where the where the vice president of the United States, the future vice president of the United States, the second number two person in your party was? When they were bombs and you don't know anything about the bombs, man, you want to add some um, you want to add like some more to the fire of the conspiracy, the plan B, all of the people that think it was a distraction. You know, Dan Bongino's like a dog on this one and you get the same thing. You've got uh, Darren Beatty over at Revolver. My buddy Steve Baker is killing it. Look, the. The January 6th committee was a joke. We know that. But what we didn't know was how little they know or how little they're willing to talk about what they knew. There is zero chance that this guy was not at least privy to that information. His staff certainly had to know. How on earth is he making that testimony? How on earth is he getting up there and playing? Or is he actually dumb, as you mentioned in the chat? I don't know if he's playing or if he's dumb. I feel like he's actually pretty cutthroat when he, when he puts it in writing, but that could just be his staff. It is truly, truly ridiculous that this man is denying information and knowledge about what is the single most terroristic act that happened on the day, January 6, 2021. There is nothing that is more dangerous to public safety than someone indiscriminately leaving explosive devices. It's freaking crazy. I cannot believe it. We're going to cover what this all means, I think, in just a second here, because the American people don't believe it either. Um, let's speaking of it, when we have crappy leadership that leads to difficult outcomes for all the rest of us, um, I'm going to have you guys just consider if you are not prepared, then you may be in the position where you have to repair and repairing is much harder. There's only so fast you can go out and solve problems when they are in, in the works for patriots.com slash Kyle. That's our prep company. We work with the number four patriots.com 
slash Kyle or go to fourpatriots.com and use promo code Kyle. Same thing at checkout. Um, look, if you don't have some calories, if you don't have some continuity of your electrical abilities, if you can't charge your your phones or your even your flashlights, if you don't have one of those hand crank radios, which we used to show on the screen all the time, consider it. You might want to look into it. This is the time because if things go sideways, especially if somebody tries to execute a, a real plan to shut down this country, it doesn't have to be everywhere. It just has to be a small regional grid. You are going to want to make sure that you are not the one who's running out to fill up with gas at the gas station, who's trying to get into a grocery store when everybody else is as well. You want to get yourself prepared so you're not panicked afterwards, okay? If you fail to plan, you are planning to fail, and I recommend going to the number four, patriots.com slash Kyle, or use promo code Kyle at checkout. It's the same thing. We always use the same promo code. You guys know that's how it works. Make sure make sure you guys are getting yourself set up because it's getting dumb, and it, the, real, the real issue is this. We keep hearing that there's going to be this election, but what we know is this looks like what's happening. There are new polls right now showing that Joe Biden is losing support and trailing Trump by at least five points. This is coming from uh, from NBC. That's not really good for them. That doesn't mean that people want to play fair. Recent NBC poll shows President Joe Biden continuing to lose support. I wonder why. He's seeing dead people and his party doesn't even know the basic facts about the thing that they apparently had this multi-million dollar show trial in the public sphere where they hired a, you know, a, a storyteller, as we showed you the other day. Uh, it says that Trump is leading almost 20 percentage points by independent voters. This is where the real win has to happen. It's people in the middle. And this is why, just for the, let me just break away for this for one second. This is why I did yesterday's 20-minute segment or whatever it was about what a Fed is. It may not have been obvious to you why I'm, I'm, I'm belaboring the point that we have to use language precisely. Same story with Ray Epps. Just saying indiscriminately, Ray Epps was a Fed. Not good. Not a good take. Why? Because if you just say things that are not uh, based on facts that are in evidence, if it's just a weak opinion and you're using a word casually, or I will even more aggressively say lazily, then what you do is you drive away people that are willing to maybe otherwise hear your message. But if you say, man, based on the treatment that Ray Epps got and the really slap on the wrist, 12 months probation and no jail time, even though he seemed to be inciting the actual riot, it really appears that he's under the protection or operating at the behest of a federal agency. Um, you know, it, it'd be really nice to know if we could get some clarity about whether he was a specific source for a particular agency. And by the way, the Kyle Serafin show position is if he worked for a federal agency, which makes a lot of sense, or at least he was co-aligned with the interest of some federal agencies. It would be a DHS entity, not FBI, not DOJ at large because of the way that DOJ runs sources. They have a little bit bigger uh, leash on them. And DHS doesn't have that. And by the way, that is a position held by a number of independent journalists that I've spoken to and people in the intel community. Being specific with our language moves the needle for people who are listening. It doesn't mean that your leftist friends who are never going to agree with you, the sort of like white wine liberal mom crowd that walk around and, and want to do things and are mad at you for saying the word retard because it's not politically correct. Like, I don't care about them. I'm not going to move the needle on them. By the way, I've been getting it back and forth on social media. If you guys are following me on, on True Social, apparently there's a lot of people on True Social that are triggered by the word retard. It's very funny to me. And, and this is my take. I never would use the word retard to refer to somebody who has a genetic or developmental disability. I only use the word retard to talk about people who don't have those conditions but insist on acting like they do anyway, if that's fair enough for you. Again, precise language. We have to use it the way that it was. Also, I'm a child of the 80s and the 90s, and we use the word retard all the time because it described people who were acting retarded but weren't retarded. They were culturally appropriating the slow mental capabilities of those that they didn't actually earn. Hmm? They didn't actually deal with that struggle, and they are acting like it anyway. Long and short of it is, you're not going to convince the loony left, but you might convince people who are independents. You might convince people who are on the fence going, look, there's a lot of things about... Uh, President Trump that I'm willing to to get behind. There's a fair number of things that I've got a problem with. I didn't like his vaccine stance or I didn't like the way he did this or the fact that he didn't kick Fauci out or whatever. Those are legitimate concerns. So you have to be precise and you'd be like, look, this is it turns out when you have only two political possibilities, it's a zero sum game. Either they win or we win. If you want America to look more like it did. Even five years ago, your options are pretty straightforward. And people go like, yeah, that's a, that's a reasonable point. But if you go, everything he does is great, and everything he touches turns to gold, and even the crapper that he sits on is gold, then you go like, nah, uh, that's not what I'm into.
We can be specific and we need to be specific. And using the word fed casually is one of those problems. All right. So again, this goes back to Biden is losing in the polls. His polls continue to drop because he sucks because the messaging he's running on is awful. He's running on J6. He's running on racism. He's running on an open border and give me more federal authorities. All awful. And Trump is in the lead when it comes to the independent voters. Really big deal. The poll was conducted between January 26th and January 30th. Very recently, that's only a week and a half old. In a general election matchup between Biden and Trump, 47% of the respondents said that they would support Trump. 42% uh, favored Biden in this case. And 60% of people disapprove of Biden's performance as president. Only 37% saying that they express approval. That means that obviously there's a couple of people who show otherwise. A uh, historic sort of aggregate approval rating of Joe Biden looks like as low as 33%. One in three people. That's a strong majority of people think that he's doing a crap job. A strong majority. So you lean on those people by being specific and being accurate and not by getting lazy or casual with your language or assuming that you're speaking to a friendly audience because you're not always speaking to a friendly audience. We must be precise and we must be accurate. Two things that are required when you're shooting, two things that are required when you are speaking. We should be accountable for everything that we send downrange. And uh, you have to just pay attention so that we are doing things in a way that is the listener that you may not know that you're talking to. You might be having an argument with someone who's never going to agree with you. You're not doing it for that person necessarily. And you have to do it respectfully. That's why we do it the way that we do. You, you probably need the person to the next to them. And yes, am I always respectful? No. Sometimes I just push the limit on free speech because nah, I like it. All right. Um, let's, let's talk about another thing that they're running on, which is pretty troubling. It's called abortion. And it's really, really ugly. I missed this story in November last year. I will be the first to say it. Project Veritas has kind of fallen out of the news cycle for me. But in their last couple things, they actually published something pretty good in late November and in early uh, or mid-December. This disappeared during the Christmas rush. This is a we'll never tell. Planned Parenthood helps 13-year-olds get abortions in states nearby to evade the law in their own states. We got a little video clip we're going to show you that you probably missed. This is a pretty important reminder that uh, what's going on in Missouri right now and the AG, um, AG Bailey, has actually just called this out and Project Veritas actually tweeted at him with this particular information. Key points to note, there's a managing director of the local Planned Parenthood in Kansas City, Missouri. They may have a state line that runs right down the middle of that city, but on the Missouri side, you can't do something. And then they are talking about, we'll never tell parents, we bypass without parents, just make sure you tell them when you call, we can cut off our letterhead, all these other things, we'll let you do it in their own words. But the goal is to take a young child who's claiming to be pregnant and move them across state lines in order to get an abortion where it actually is legal because Planned Parenthood doesn't care what state they're in. To me, this is really problematic on a bunch of levels. There are so many parts of this that are problematic, but let's just start with them in their own words. I'm not going to play the entire video. I'm going to play a chunk of it, and then uh, I'll recommend if you guys want to, you can always go find them. You know where to find them, either on social media or you can find them on their own webpage, projectveritas.com. Um, I'm not chilling for them. I'm just saying this is a good story, and we should cover down on this. You guys should be aware that this is happening, especially if you've got young girls. All right, here we go. How old is she? She's 13. Her parents don't know yet. Yeah, we, so we don't do them here, but we, yeah, we don't do them in Missouri, it's illegal. But we do have, um, I can give you a packet of the two locations that do it in Kansas. They have people that'll come pick them up. They have to really? pay for the whole thing. Yes, I will call them and tell them what the situation is. They're gonna help you with that. All within Planned Parenthood? Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter if the school agrees or not, we say that she was at the doctor. And we can we can cut off our letterhead so it doesn't even say where she was. Trust me, this is not, this is not our first video. How many times do you do this a year? What, like abortion? Girls coming out of the state, yes. Oh, every day. We get, every yeah. Day. Every day. Every day. Wow. Because we set up hotels for them. We set up every day. Every day. We never tell her parents anything. She's an adult in our clinics. Project Veritas recently set out to investigate Planned Parenthood and their actions pertaining to abortions in a post Roe v. Wade country. Most states have trigger laws that immediately went into effect following the Dobbs decision in the Supreme Court made in June 2022. Is she, is she wanting that termination? Or is she just I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to look into it, but... Yeah, they'll do it in the her, her, her parents don't know yet. Yeah, we, so we don't do them here. But... All right, so it goes on to repeat. Obviously, you just got the little taste of it. Here's, here's the thing that's so troubling to me. Number one, the journalist that's coming in from Project Veritas is representing himself as not a parent, right? 
and I didn't get the entirety of what that cover is. They don't always show that what what the introduction was. But we're talking about someone that's not a parent taking a 13 year old girl into an abortion clinic and saying, I'm looking for an abortion. I want you to just pause for a second and think about that. Planned Parenthood targets children. We know that. The second thing is the number one way that you would go and cover up child abuse, child sexual abuse, child trafficking is making sure that there's no child evidence, which is to say getting abortions for young girls that are being sexually abused is a great way. It's an absolutely outstanding way for you to obscure and to hide that you are doing something that is disgustingly illegal and probably involves you getting thrown feet first into a wood chipper. Pimps do this. Child sexual abusers do this. Child uh, pornographers do this sort of thing. And Planned Parenthood, that woman right there, is so happy to accommodate. We'll get her a hotel. We'll lie to the school. They're willing to do whatever it takes to get that abortion for that girl because that's what their sacrament looks like. These people are disgusting, and they are targeting your children. I showed you this fat, disgusting chick the other day. I don't know the way to say it. Uh, this woman... This is an entire series, and I didn't realize this, but this also came out of The Loop today. The Loop had this little video clip, or at least it linked to it, and I found it, and I wanted to bring it up. This this is Planned Parenthood's set. Okay, first of all, consider the set. It looks like a classroom. And then all they are doing is going to lie about what is basically accepted in Western culture. They're going to do moral relativism, and they're going to lie about why things exist. Well, the reason that we have all these rules about virginity and why we have all these sexual norms is because they're just trying to take your agency away. They're trying to you know, take over and, and make decisions for you. You're, you're a big kid. You can do what you want with your body. It's disgusting and nasty, and this is the nastiest messenger I can find. So again, I told you guys, prepare, that I was going to make you sick. We're going to play um, at least... At least 60 seconds of this gross chick again, and you guys can get a taste of, and if you're not watching on our Rumble channel, you guys need to see this. Uh, these, these videos will get like over a million views. I'm sure Planned Parenthood makes money on these videos. Mostly from guys like I, I hope that are disgusted, that are watching it and going, okay, I'm never going to send my kids to public school. God forbid they ever play something like this. All right, hold on to your horses, grab your gag bags. This one is another one that will make you want to puke. Here we go. Virginity. What is it? And what's the big deal about losing it? Let me cut to the chase. Virginity is a completely made up concept. It's a term that was created simply to control and shame people, mainly women. Mm. A virgin is someone who's never had sex, but it's not as simple as it seems. For one thing, medically, virginity isn't a real thing. In some cultures, people place a lot of importance on the hymen, a thin, fleshy tissue located at the opening of your vagina as a marker of virginity. But the status of your hymen doesn't actually mean anything. That's because having penis and vagina sex is not the only way a hymen can stretch open. It can happen by putting something in your vagina like a tampon or a finger, riding a bike, or doing sports. So you can't tell if someone's had sex by the way their hymen looks or feels. Another reason the idea of virginity is complete nonsense is that sex means different things to different people. Generally speaking, society tends to define sex in a very narrow way, penetration. All right, lest I give you guys her discussion of penetration, I'm gonna cut away from it right there. We actually played some of that video previously. It was just a clip. This is not a good spokesperson. This one of you just said, Dirty Bitch just said, not a good spokesperson for this message. Um, well, possibly an expert on virginity. However, someone who is sex obsessed and wants to teach kids and wants to do that acting, disgusting. Let me add a little more to it because I wanna give you guys real commentary on my major concern here. Do you know who who, who prosecutes the Man Act. The Man Act is 18 USC. Let me just double check on the uh, the actual statute. It's 18 USC uh, two two zero two seven. Is that right? No, it's 2421 through 2423. Those are the actual specific offenses that are in the Man Act. What is the Man Act? It's also known as the White Slavery Trafficking Act of 1910. Okay. It is a federal law that criminalizes the transportation of any woman or girl for the purpose of prostitution or debauchery. I'm reading right off the screen here from uh, Cornell Law's uh, Legal Information Institute. Or for any other immoral purpose. It was passed in June of 1910, named for James Mann, 
congressman from Illinois back before they were in nuts. It invoked the Commerce Clause, the Interstate Commerce Clause, which gave the federal government the authority to be able to go after and regulate this sort of thing. In other words, moving, moving women across state lines for prostitution, for child pornography, or anything along those, anything that was considered debauchery or wrong. And the Supreme Court has upheld num- a number of this. They redefined it in 1986 to be a little bit more narrow. It still holds a number of these tenets. And I cannot find for the life of me what the uh, pattern jury instructions are. So if you're an attorney and you're used to this, by all means, look at it, throw it in the, cha- uh, in the, in the comments. I will actually have Catholic Vote cover it in another one of these. And we'll put it up on the screen. What I want you to know is that there are cases that arise about this. Guess who invest- investigates this stuff? You're going to be shocked. The FBI. The FBI is the organization that is tasked with investigating Man Act violations. Do we have any belief that the FBI is going to go after and investigate Planned Parenthood for providing abortions to children crossing state lines without their parents' cons- uh, consent? I don't think they are. When I was working in the Albuquerque Division in Las Cruces, what we found out was is that there were exactly two abortion clinics. There was one of them that was a surgical facility in Albuquerque. There was one of them that was down in Anthony. New Mexico, it was a pill mill, and they were willing to go after the Catholic ladies with an ultrasound machine. They were not interested in doing that. We actually had members of Planned Parenthood, the management committee for the state, came in and spoke with our agents in the national security setting. Why? Because they were concerned that there might be new violence only because, yeah, Texas passed a heartbeat bill, and apparently that's going to turn into violence even though there's never been any. It's absurd. It's disgusting. The FBI is ideologically aligned with going and protecting Planned Parenthood, not investigating Man Act violations, which it should be looking into, particularly with videos like that. That's not new. That's like two, two and a half, three months old at this point. Why are they not looking into it? All right. Uh, I'm going to keep going. We've got a couple more things we're going to cover down on. I know I've grossed you out for enough. Let me uh, tell you about one of our other favorite sponsors. Been here since the beginning with us, just like some of you. Really grateful for them as well. They have made this thing possible. They made the show possible. PatriotCoolers.com. You guys can go to PatriotCoolers.com or you can follow them on social media at PatriotCoolers. Outstanding looking drinkware. Great looking coolers. Soft and hard-sided. Today, I'm holding on to uh, this one right here, which is the 19-ounce, my black coffee mug. We just sent Mark Naughton. One of you guys asked me the other day on Sunday, hey, what's going on with Mark Naughton? Well, we're getting him kitted out, and of course, I had to send him some Patriot coolers as well. And he was like, man, those are really nice. <laughs> He's really into it. So you guys will probably get some, some fresh reactions to the Patriot coolers game. Use promo code Kyle. It saves you 10%. PatriotCoolers.com, promo code Kyle. Save that 10%. If you spend 50 bucks or more, like I always do, every single order I've had has been over 50 bucks because I go out and get a couple things. I'll get a, a tumbler. I'll get either a, a cooler or whatever it may be. I'm always adding up on there. And then I always add, even add like a second. They have different types of tops. So you can get the snap tops or the screw down tops and so on. Anyway, I get all those things. Check out patriotcoolers.com. Use the promo code Kyle. That lets them know that we sent you. If you sign up and do the military discount, it's the same as what we give you, but uh, they don't know that we sent you. So, you know, help us out if you're interested. And we do appreciate you guys supporting our sponsors. Don't go buy something you don't need, but if you're in the market and you're ready to get rid of it and consolidate and have something that says Patriot like you, Go ahead, check out my friends over at Patriot Coolers. Great folks, great people. All right, what else we got on here? Because we're talking about kids. I don't know that this is aligned, but I did see this. Remember all those weird emails from this dude? It's not like this administration really cares about who they bring in, do they? They're getting rid of John Kerry, who has the dumbest voice and looks like his, he looks like a man whose face is a rubber mask of himself. He looks like he should have been one of the dead presidents from Point Break. By the way, if you guys don't know, uh, that's what's above me over here. That is a Point Break. I can't point out it. There it is. Point Break. That's Keanu Reeves and uh, Patrick Swayze doing a skydive in Point Break. That's in the background here. There's all these FBI things. You guys may have caught on to that. All right. Uh, An advisor is taking over as the top U.S. climate diplomat. Oh, he's a political strategist and energy expert. John Podesta. Famously of the leaked emails from John Podesta will now be succeeding John Kerry. Only any John will do. And they're going to be talking about climate agenda. Hooray. Yeah, he's going to be the special envoy. (laughs) The the U.S. special climate envoy. It's like the dumbest thing. He'll be stepping down in the spring when the weather changes, you know. Climate change or weather change or spring or seasons or whatever we're calling it these days. He's now a senior advisor on clean energy, and he's a veteran Democratic strategist and also seems to be pretty creepy dude. He is uh, the founder of a number of different organizations, particularly the one. I can't think of what it is, but it's the. uh, Yeah, it's just escaped me. It doesn't matter. 
It doesn't matter. You guys know you guys know who who John Podesta is, and uh, now we get to look forward to him flying out there and speaking about climate. It's nothing better than our our political betters who are going to just lecture us. I'm sure that he constantly is only going places on horse and buggy. I'm sure that uh, John D. Podesta is always going to be the guy who is doing the right thing and using the smallest amount of carbon footprint, right? No chance. But if it wasn't for hypocrisy, if it wasn't for a double standard, would Democrats have any standard at all? Probably not. Probably not even a little bit. All right. So we're not done yet. I got a couple other things. First of all, I want to show you one of my favorite memes of the day. This is apparently the, uh, this is like the face of the modern immigration bill. We talked about it a little bit earlier, but I had to save for later in the show. Kaboom. Look at that. This is from Grand Old Memes. Just want to give credit where credit is due. That is that migrant or immigrant or illegal a-hole that was uh, fighting a cop that was let out and decided to flick off the American people. And uh, fantastic. If you're not seeing the visual here, Joe Biden is putting the uh, the Medal of Freedom on his neck and thanking him for his service to this country for fighting New York cops. I think that is exactly the reason why Biden's poll numbers are taking. That's their priorities right there in one nutshell. Let's celebrate people that are here illegally and pay for them and screw over all of the people that are actually paying the taxes and are getting abused by the system. Pretty gross, but it is what it is. And speaking of priorities, I've got another one for you. And it's very fun. It's the the theme of today's show, which you may have seen. The clown himself, Alvin Bragg. And what has old Alvin gotten himself into? Well, he was prosecuting people for fake vaccine cards. You know, like that really awful thing. Meanwhile, letting that guy with the middle fingers up walk after beating up cops. And he just got called out for it. Finally, we've got a little bit, like I said, live by the clown nose. You're going to die by the clown nose. Here it is. Uh, a judge blasted Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg, who, of course, is going after Donald Trump as well, for trying to throw the book at two New Yorkers who bought fake COVID-19 vaccine cards. This is coming from the New York Post reporting the last two days. Uh, despite routinely going easy on others charged with far more serious crimes, this is that weak on crimes attitude that is making New York City what it is right now. It's uh, allowing people who fight cops to get away with it. It's allowing guys who saved people's lives potentially and had to uh, choke out some lunatic homeless guy going to jail. Another one of our Marines doing the right thing, trying to save the innocent life just the way he was probably trained, just the way that his attitude, just like our friends over at West Point. And in the uh, ruling issued this week, State Supreme Court Justice Brendan Lantry dismissed the felony charges against this pair who were not publicly identified, calling the case overkill. Shocking. J.O. was a nursing student, R.V., an employee with the City Department of Environmental Protection, among hundreds accused of buying fake vaccine cards from a New Jersey stripper called Jasmine Clifford. Now, folks, I know you're all wondering, because I was wondering, too, was it really was it really a uh, a New Jersey stripper? Is that really who was providing people with this? Yes. And uh, the New York Post covered that quite a while ago. I would be wrong if I didn't show you this New Jersey stripper. Uh, this is PG-13. But uh, there she is in all her glory. <laughs> That's Jasmine Clifford, allegedly charged anti-vaxxers $200 for a phony vaccine card. Uh, the hair, the outfit, nothing says New Jersey like everything you just see in that picture. There's something really special about that. Anyhow, uh, the two that were actually prosecuted were just among 16 people that were cherry-picked to prosecute and charged with felony, criminal possession of a forged instrument. And, of course, the judge saw right through it and said, are you out of your damn mind? This makes no sense. Why on earth are we wasting our resources? Why are we wasting our time? And why are we going after just people who pay taxes who are just trying to move on with their lives and not get this stupid vaccine thing, which is a nut? It's just like it's an absolute nutty idea. They threw out tons, tons of people that were working for the city of New York and people that were just trying to do decent work. They wanted to be a nurse, God forbid, in the middle of a medical crisis, and they didn't want this garbage shot. Go figure. That's what the priorities of this administration are. That's what the priorities of people like Alvin Bragg, who are obviously working with people like DOJ, which is uh, running the priorities of the Biden administration. And that is why those poll numbers continue to tank and why Donald Trump's numbers are looking better. Look, as long as this is about the Biden administration, the Biden administration is going to look awful and terrible. It will not get what you want. All right. Um, I think that's what we have for the day. There's not too much more to it. But let me just say this. I wanted to do a substitution, and I'm going to just see if we can get a ruling on the field. I wanted to substitute the dad joke for a slightly long-form piece of content that you should know about. There was a, a SWAT training 
or a SWAT competition, if you will, that goes on in United Arab Emirates every year. And they bring all the top SWAT teams from all over the world and everyone can go in there and they fly out there and they do this like real fun thing and they do a competition. And so I'm going to show you one of the five contestants that are putting a female team, a DEI team, an all-female SWAT team is going to compete in this uh, the SWAT challenge. So I'm going to show that instead of the dad joke if you guys are opening and we're going to send it over to Professor Chang to see if that makes sense. I'll allow it. Okay, so it sounds like we're gonna be able to do this. We're gonna run a few minutes of this video. By the way, this is like a 10 or 12 minute video. I chopped down and I'm just showing you the fun parts. We skip ahead from some of the awfulness, um, but I got the highlights. This is the highlights of the Chilean women's SWAT team running the UAE SWAT challenge 2020, what, four, 2023. I don't know what it is. Here we go. These ladies are killers. Vamos. Five ladies teams involved in the UAE SWAT challenge this year. Belarus, Thailand, Chile. Two teams from the Emirates. Oh, oh, oh. The first one to get wet in the ice bath today. And, uh, well, they are stuck in the middle of that zip line. Remember, if you fall in the ice bath, you have to go back. Oh, oh, three team members in the drink. Oh, it's all going horribly wrong. Considerable. Well, one uh, quick thinking member of the BRT team of Chile, realizing that it could take a while to uh, retrieve all of those pieces of kit, is just uh, going down under the water to grab them. And oh, the disappointment. These uh, guys and girls here are carrying a lot of kit and equipment and uh, it weighs you down as soon as uh, you go in that water and it's even worse if you get wet. Well, they're not giving up. They're not giving up. Let them go, let them go. Let them help each other out. We've crossed the five-minute mark. They've racked up a number of uh, violations. And there we go. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so sad. You know when the commentator's like, let them go. Oh, God. By the way, I chopped out like minutes of time where they're just hanging over the water pit. And if you're not watching on Rumble, this is what you missed out on. Uh, a bunch of relatively attractive looking females dressed up in, you know, SWAT kit. And then they're running slowly. And then they get to the zip long. And then they just stall out in the middle of the. <laughs> they're just hanging there until their arms basically give up. We call it the pump clock. When you're holding on to something and eventually your, your, your forearms are going to give out and you're just going to fall. And they all just fall in the water and guns come flying out of their holsters. There's safety violations left and right. And then one lady just puts a rifle on the ground and climbs into the water to go get the guns. It's a disaster. It's absolutely sad. It's so sad to watch. But uh, it does tell you a little bit of something. That's our dad joke for the day. Ladies, get comfortable with a gun. Don't try to replace men in that field. We don't need you to. And I don't want you to for you. I want women to do things that women are great at. And uh, that's just not one of them when it comes to the, like the capabilities. I'd rather have Steve friend who would, even though he weighs nothing, would slide across that zip line and be just fine. I think we should probably make him do it. Right. What do you think guys? He's also like way faster than anybody else on that course. Cause he's a freak. All right. As we said earlier, the show is about you guys. We're really so grateful. I'm really so grateful. And, uh, and I'm also grateful for the support you guys have done for my friend, Garrett O'Boyle. If you want to support the family, they're sick right now, but you can pile them up in orders if you like. It's the-suspendables.com. That's our merch store. The merch store only benefits them. It doesn't benefit me at all. There's no money involved. This is just something we promote because he's a great guy, and uh, the products are great. I'm wearing one right now. It's the Last Line Strength. This is his podcast or his um, Substack name. 
It's a great design. I always get compliments everywhere I go. There's a flag on the shoulder. I'm hitting the microphone. Go figure. Folks, you can go to the-suspendables.com. Don't forget the dash. There's an S on the end of suspendables, and it's spelled S-U-S-P-E-N-D-A-B-L-E-S. It's in threes. It's very helpful. The-suspendables.com. Use the promo code Kyle. Saves you a couple bucks. Uh, It's like 10% on any of the regular orders. And if you want to get the pins, you can get three of them for 30 bucks, and they ship free. Uh, Go out there and support the O'Boyle family. They're out there and doing... They're still in the fight. If you don't know it, he's still a suspended forever FBI agent. They're taking this to the mat and they're doing their best to make sure that the FBI and the DOJ are held accountable. We're hopeful that they're able to uh, to be to prevail because there's no justice if these guys can't get any of it. And uh, Marcus Allen, too. I just talked to Marcus the other day and he's still doing okay. We're checking in on these folks. We're not forgetting them. We are not leaving them behind. All right. Lastly, a five-star review. We've been going away from the Apple ones, but here's one from Apple. This is about the Mike Waller episode. If you guys didn't catch it with Mike Waller, definitely do so. It's from DBA One Mom, who I know I've seen before. Wow. Another information-packed two hours. The time flies by, and I can't keep up with the chat because the content is so consuming. I'll probably need to listen again. Thank you, Kyle, for continuing the reevaluation of truth. God bless. The prayer emoji, Zib. Thanks so much, Zib. We do appreciate you and the five-star reviews. Folks, we've crossed over 900. Let's get to 1,000. Make sure you're leaving one at Apple Podcast. There's the link in the description. I would very much appreciate if you guys give me your questions, your comments, your sarcastic remarks. I love all of them. If they're funny, even better. Do all those things. And again, this show is for you. Much appreciated all of the feedback that you guys continue to give us. It's the best. You're the best. And we will see you again tomorrow for Weird Wednesday. I don't know what's coming up, but it's going to be weird. God bless you. Be safe. And we'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to the Kyle Serafin Show, streamed live weekdays on rumble.com slash Kyle Serafin. Follow Kyle on Twitter, Truth Social, and Instagram at Kyle Serafin.